Hi, everybody. Kurt Schlichter here for another unredacted podcast thing in the parking lot of an emergency room for like the, what, 38th time in the last three weeks between moms and dads and dogs. Uh, it's gotten to the point they walk in and everybody's like, Kurt! So at least nobody's dead. So we got that going for us, which is, you know, nice compared to the alternative, I guess. Um, although, you know, emergency room, emergency rooms are about as much fun as emergency room procedures. I'll just go up to the colonoscopy department and uh, get that happening and make it all, make it just a complete, uh, thing. So, uh, anyway, uh, the mom's all right. The dog's all right. Hopefully, uh, uh, dad will be all right. And, uh, everything will be, uh, wonderful. Everything's wonderful in Washington, D.C. right now. Uh, Mitch McConnell has maneuvered stupid Chuck Schumer into another humiliation. Um, boy, I, I, I'm still a little baffled about why people think that the, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell's, uh, redeployment on the debt limit ceiling is a, is some sort of defeat. He's basically thrown that problem along with a continuing resolution, uh, and along with reconciliation all into the same time period, right in December, right when they're going to want to go home. And he's eliminated any argument from Chuck Schumer about not having time to do reconciliation, which is the only time you can pass something on just a pure majority vote. Basically, the 50 Republicans are saying, now nah, we're not going to give you uh, uh, enough votes to uh, uh, lift the budgets, uh, the uh, debt ceiling. Now, what they want to do, the Democrats wanted to do is eliminate the debt ceiling for a year and a half. Then they don't have to run on arguments uh, and advertisements. Uh, where the Republicans can name a specific number. So they want to suspend it, just say there isn't one. What Mitch McConnell's going to make them do is, and he's already done it, is make them vote for a specific number, and they're going to have to vote for a specific number again. So the Republicans can say, he voted for $10 trillion. And he's going to have to make them take into account their bizarre, shitty reconciliation nightmare infrastructure thing, as opposed to the other non-reconciliation shitty infrastructure thing. So I'm pretty, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. Uh, other people like the uh, great Derek Hunter have pointed out that uh, this also eliminates any temptation to mansion or cinema to join in breaking the filibuster just for this, even though breaking the filibuster was not necessary because this can be included in reconciliation. If they include it in reconciliation, if Schumer has to do that, that's going to take like three more weeks. They're going to have to, uh, again, they're going to have to name a number, and there's going to be additional votes, so the Republicans will get input. They don't want to do that. They just want this to go away, and Mitch McConnell's hanging around their necks for another two months. So the idea is somehow some sort of typical, typical Mitch McConnell giving in. Yeah. Tell that to Supreme Court Justice Garland. Okay. I just look. The guy drives me crazy. All right. He drives me up the freaking wall. He's an annoying establishment turtle. He's also a very, very good parliamentarian. You have to learn to be objective. You have to learn to not let your emotions overcome your dispassionate analysis of the facts and a dispassionate analysis of the facts says yeah he was kind of a dork about uh, the january 6th big nothing burger i don't care he's tying schumer and nuts now of course stupid schumer 
who should have got up in front of the Senate and gone, see, we got to work together and working together. We had a bipartisan thing and everybody hugged. No, too stupid to do that. Instead, he starts yelling at the Republicans who just gave him enough votes to to to, to not have to do the debt ceiling for two months, which is kind of what he wanted, though, you know. It's not really what he wanted. He's just too dumb to know it. And then, you know, he 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 then alienates Manchin. You see Manchin in the back behind him. He puts his head in his hands, just gets up and walks out. Way to alienate him. Will Manchin come over to the Republicans? Look, if you read my town hall column, and you should read my town hall column, you will know that I am of the opinion that that is what his uh, game plan is down the road that he wants to come over to the Republicans and to not lose his seat. Because in 2024, he's going to lose his seat in Virginia. And Trump won by, like, what, 69 in Virginia? I just like saying 69. But, you know, because all men are always 12. Um, This is really greasing the way for Manchin. But that raises another issue. Does McConnell want Manchin to come over and be a Republican? Now, that give Republicans 51, Democrats have 49. Does it really take the, pre- does, does that really take the pressure off of McConnell? Or does it increase the pressure? Because then he's in charge. He's able to do something. Now, I think in 2024, we are going to wrong. Uh, we got great candidates like uh, Adam Laxalt in Nevada is doing well. Sean Parnell's doing well in Pennsylvania, despite Clinton Republicans uh, uh, sniping at him. Uh, it's going to be somebody good winning in Ohio, unless it's Jane Timken. Um, you know, we're 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 doing well. We're probably going to take back the Senate. I know we're going to take back the House, but we're probably going to take back the Senate. So, does Mitch McConnell want the Senate for the next year? Is that really good for him? Because then he's expected to perform things. And then Manchin becomes his problem. Manchin becomes McConnell's hassle. Because you think Manchin's just going to start behaving? You think he's just going to start obeying if he calls himself a Republican? Of course not. He likes being in the Manchin seat. He likes being that guy who makes the decisions, who is the, 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 the center of attention. Don't think he doesn't. I think cinema likes it too. I mean, I'm not sure she likes it when, you know, somebody's banging on the stall while she's on the dumper. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I think she digs the attention. And of course you Arizona people, you love your Mavericks. But remember, Mavericks go both ways. If cinema or mansion or both came over to be the Republicans, suddenly there are problems. So maybe McConnell's going, well, you know, I know they're going to get through a bunch of judges. But there are a lot of soft Republicans who would let liberal judges through. You know, you've got uh, freaking Lindsey Graham going, we should vote for whoever is appointed, and if they're really, really bad. And, of course, they're never, never really bad, and he'll vote for anybody. So he's not going to be able to stop judges anyway, unless he just doesn't bring any to the floor, which is kind of controversial. Um, so I don't know if he really wants Manchin quite yet. I mean... Schumer's, right now, it's all Schumer's problem. Now, I don't know what the murder turtle's thinking. I think he is, uh, I think he is cooled and calculated. I like those things about him. I also think he's an establishment swamp creature. I don't like those things about him. But I think he's in the right place at the right time 
and uh, he is making Schumer's life a living hell, which is, you know, that's cool. I dig that. You know, I don't dig New York. Now, I like New York City. New York City is a fun place to go. It's like Vegas, except for people who aren't wearing cargo shorts with tats. Uh, you know, I like I used to like to go to Vegas and you could wear like a suit and you'd look good and it'd be all rat packy. And, you know, now it looks like a freaking swap meet. I mean, look at all these hoodoos and gomers and lowlifes, you know, just classless people. All of them going, I got a blackjack system. And it's no. Um, but, uh, I, gosh, I don't even know where the hell I was. Oh yeah. New York. New York's kind of like Vegas, except kind of, it used to be classy. Now you can't go anywhere without your vaccine, uh, 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 you know, mark of the beast. And I used to like going to New York. New York, fun place. You can take for like three days and you have to come back to, you know, in my case, California and other people's cases, America. Um, in New York, they have decided they have this great idea and it is the most liberal idea ever. It is in the name of equity. We're going to get rid of all gifted and talented classes. Everybody's going to be equally stupid. Now, what will that do? Well, the white liberals who think this is a great freaking idea. Their kids aren't in public schools. Their kids are in private schools. And if you think their kids are not being challenged, if you think their kids in those $40,000 a year schools are not being, uh, are, 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 are being babysat by union goons, you're nuts. No, this problem will not be a problem for rich liberal folks. Their kids are already getting the gifted and talented enrichment stuff. And they're getting it in spades. The people who are going to be hurt are, as usual, the minorities. And as kind of a fringe benefit, it kind of eliminates a lot of the Asian kids who provided competition for those rich kids. Right? Because if the, you know, the hardworking Asian kids can't get their, uh, you know, can't get their gifted programs, they're not going to take up all those slots at Harvard. You see how the game is played, folks? In the name of equity, Rich liberals are ensuring that they have a structural advantage. You've heard of structural racism? It's not structural racism, folks. It's structural liberalism. A system designed for and by rich liberals to keep li rich liberals and their pathetic spawn who can't do push-ups and don't know their gender in power. When are we going to wake up? I think people are waking up. Have you seen the latest Democrat turmoil? Hispanic Americans, I'm sorry, Latinx Americans, uh, especially ones who aren't uh, uh, without college degrees, are starting to move Republican. But if you kind of look at it, who do you have more in common with? If you're a guy, say you're a you know, second generation guy, uh, son of a Mexican immigrant, you work in construction, who do you got more in common with? Bunch of, a, a bunch of people uh, who are college professors who don't know what bathroom to pee in, or the Republicans who at least know what bathroom to pee in, at least most of them. Uh, I think it's uh, because, I, look, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's so much about the policy stuff. I think I, I, I think these uh, uh, voters want uh, a good economy so they can go out and work. 
They're not as interested in free stuff as many Democrats hoped they would be. But one thing they just don't get, I, I mean, they just do not buy into this freaking entire CRT bullshit. They don't buy into the whole non-binary, two-spirit, gender bullshit. I mean, you go up to, go up to like a Mexican immigrant and go, hey, what are your pronouns? And, uh, gosh, I forget my Spanish. I think it'd be like L and Chico and I, I don't know. Marina's here. She speaks Spanish. She wants me to stop trying to speak Spanish. I forget my Spanish pronouns, okay? Sorry. Yo is a pronoun. Yo is a pronoun. I think that means I though, but it's not a gendered one. It's anybody can be a yo. You can be whatever gender you want to be no, in Spanish. Yo. El or ella. El or ella. He or she. El or ella. Is that L with a, a, a thing on top? Yeah. It's just E-L? El. No, yeah, it is. El, yeah. The okay, pronoun, I'm helping you out with your the, Spanish. The pronoun has the, um, the e. accent. Okay. So L is the. And el with the accent. With the accent is e, and ella is she. Mm -hmm. Now it's ella x. No. Ella x. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I happen to marry into a Latin family, and uh, you know, I I come from a, a a German Scottish family. As I like to point out, my kids are German Scottish and Cuban, making them thrifty, efficient, and passionate all at once. Um, now Germans and Scottish don't really you know, care about nonsense. Latin folks just, they're just not going to have this shit. All right. You know, if you come home and go, hola, mama. Uh, you know, soy mama. 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 Soy, uh, 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 Pedro instead of Pedro. That's not going to, that's not going to go well. That's going to go poorly. I just think they look at this shit and go, I'm in a coalition. With these fucking freaks from uh, a, a gender studies program, I'm not into that. And uh, I'll throw something out there. There's a little tension between the Latin and the black community. Just a little bit. Okay. There's a little bit of tension there. And uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, uh, the idea that, uh, hey, we're all together in the big, uh, uh, the big circus tent o oppression is really gonna keep people together. I just don't, uh, no, I just don't see it. I, I, I think, um, and I hate to say it cause Carl Rove was saying this like 20 years ago. He's like, you know, the Latin immigrants are very traditional. They're going to be Republicans someday. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I watched them all vote Democrat for a long time. I was like, okay, Rose full of shit as usual. But now they're kind of coming around. Now it's, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Rose's right for the reasons he thinks he's right. I don't think it's because they were like Catholic. I think it's because they just don't fucking go in for nonsense. You know, they're just not this bullshit stuff. And, uh, I, I, I just don't think they buy a lot of the crap. That these people are selling. I mean, you, you, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, it's funny that the Democrats, though, don't want to seem to admit this because there are a couple Democrat, uh, strategists out there who are saying, you know, Hey, we got to look at this, man. We're, we're losing Latin votes, particularly non-college educated Latins. I mean, look at, look at South Texas. You know, you got half of the third world's coming through their yards. 
And they were deep blue Democrats. They're turning Republican now. And that's the other thing they don't get about immigration. Because you know, once once Latin folks get here, they're, they're just as freaking anti-illegal uh, anti alien as everybody else. They're like, I weighed in line, motherfucker. I weighed in line. They may say it in Spanish. I weighed in line, and this fucking guy didn't. And now he's getting welfare, which I'm paying for. Uh, no, no esta bueno. It's, that's close. It's close. Arena's judging. Stop judging my Spanish. Stop Espanol judging me. So, um, these, you know, look, I, I love these trends. All right. Anybody who wants to work hard, welcome the Republican Party. Anybody who wants to uphold the rule of law, welcome the uh, Republican Party. Anyone who understands that if you have a penis, you are not a chick. Welcome to the Republican Party. I mean, you, you, I, can you imagine walking up to a bunch of guys, you know, working on a construction site? Some of them immigrants, some of them first generation. Most of them speaking Spanish. They're taking a break. You walk up and you go, hola, gentlemen, uh, caballeros. The, uh, I'd like to let you know that some men can get pregnant. Now, being a friendly and helpful people, they may 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 put a cold compress on your head and suggest that you lie down. Or they may go, what the hell are you talking about? And throw things at you. I don't know. But one thing they're not going to do is go, you know, this individual whose gender I won't assume brings up a good point. Many men get pregnant. This happens a whole lot. That's uh, That makes a lot of sense to me. How about you? Oh, yes. You know, before I came here from Oaxaca, we had a long tradition of men becoming pregnant. That happened many, many times. So, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for informing me of that important fact. No, this is not how it's going to work out. I think, I think among, you know, normal people, this kind of bullshit turns them off. You know, and this is why we're seeing the CRT backlash, CRT uh, backlash, also known as domestic terrorism by Merrick Garland. Not on the Supreme Court. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. Thank you. But he was a moderate. If that motherfucker's a moderate, I don't want to see a radical because that's some bullshit. Turn in the FBI. Now, the nice thing is the FBI is so freaking incompetent and so inept that it won't be able to oppress people effectively. You know, it'll, it's just not going to be able to do a good job because it sucks. So, you know, it's like the world's least efficient Stasi. You know, the Gestapo who just doesn't make it happen. And still, the point that they are trying to, who, that, the, the big problem with, uh, uh, you know, the people who, you know, <laughs> the people who say, I have to protect our democracy. And their big problem with, uh, our, the threat to democracy is apparently us, you know, participating in it. It's just, it's just not good. And it brings me to my last point. Republicans need to get woke. Now I know I say this a lot, but what I mean when I, when they need to get woke, they need to understand that the organizations that we were are supposedly uh, supposedly connected with, like the military, law enforcement, are not necessarily our friends. In fact, 
they're looking at us like a hillbilly looks at Ned Beatty as he canoes down the river past his cabin. Okay? We need to understand that the FBI and a lot of federal law enforcement are, in fact, our enemies. And we need to understand the fact that, you know, the military is now currently being run by people who freaking hate us and who, frankly, would unleash the military on us uh, if uh, if they thought it would keep their power and if they thought their own truth wouldn't shoot them. So what do we need to do? Well, as citizens, we need to keep protesting. As citizens, we need to refuse to give any leeway to the FBI. You don't have you don't have to trust the FBI. It hasn't earned your trust. It deserves no respect. In fact, it deserves your suspicion. Um, when they ask you to cooperate, tell them you're not going to talk to them without your lawyer. If you are on a jury, do not defer to the FBI. Oh, if the FBI says it, that's as good as gold. I mean, you know, Efron Zimbalist Jr. and all. No. 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 You make them prove their case. In the military, don't enlist. Don't enlist right now. That is how you as a citizen do it. Now, Republicans, however, as a party, they need to cut the money. They need to cut the money from the FBI. That is what pain will teach them. The pain of being deprived of cold, hard cash. That will teach them. That is the only thing that will teach them. And that's the only way they're going to learn. we got to cut the military budget. we got to cut the FBI budget, DOJ budget. And we got to make it clear. We are cutting it because you suck. Now, 135 Republicans voted for the defense authorization. 135 include red flag laws, climate change bullshit, and CRT crap. And yet they vote for it because it's the military. We've got to support the troops. You want to support the troops? Give the generals bupkis. Give them nothing. That supports it. That'll support the troops. That will support the troops. Because that's real pain. And uh, I think I've inflicted enough real pain on you here in uh, today's uh, podcast. This has been Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter with a special guest Spanish correction, <laughs> uh, uh, Spanish grammarian uh, Irina Moises uh, here in the car in the parking lot of the emergency room. So uh, stick around for my stuff. Go to my On Locals page. Get on there. It's got all the Kurt stuff. So you can get right to the town hall things. You don't have to go a lot of places. It's right there uh, for you. Uh, don't forget my videos, Stream of Consciousness, every Thursday. Those things are uh, dope and whack, as the Hep Kids say, or said in 1991. And uh, get my books, all the Kelly Turnbull novels. You want to get all of them. Uh, I'm writing another one. I'm also writing The Fall and Rise of America for Regner, which is a Salem property, and I'd be writing that right now if I wasn't in an emergency room parking lot. So uh, thank you for all your thoughts and prayers. I appreciate it. Parky appreciates it. done real well. My mom's doing well, and my dad's probably going to be fine. So tune in again next time on Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast starring from Schlechter. Adios. Adios.